The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hoes and homies. Today's episode is brought to you by Kink in the Chain podcast. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to a Kink in the Chain podcast. Welcome to the Kick in the Chain podcast. I'm your host, Rope Squirrel, and today we have Ritzy with us. Hello, everybody. It's good to have you all. And we also have two very special guests with us. We have Nicole and Sarah. The Homance Chronicles is a storyteller podcast hosted by Nicole and Sarah. They have a homance, the female equivalent of a bromance. They've been friends for a decade and have gone through some crazy times. They share their unbelievably entertaining and slightly embarrassing, yet relatable, stories about dating disasters, poor choices, sex stuff, and other homance adventures. How are you two doing today? We're doing, yeah, we're doing fine. How are you? Oh, I think we're, we're doing pretty lovely today. It's a nice day out, although I hear you all have some rain in your <laughs> forecast. Yeah, it's like a Florida afternoon here. It's really hot, muggy, and then it rains a little bit, and then it gets freezing cold just in time for night. <laughs> well, that's uh, hopefully it doesn't. You don't get any lightning strikes, and it ruins our ruins our recording, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so the two of you do a podcast called The Homance Chronicles. <laughs> How did the two of you meet? Oh, man. Well, um, we met at work when we were in a professional, you know, job in corporate America, and we were working together. I had a water bottle that had our high school mascot on it. And I say our because we did end up realizing that we had gone to the same high school together, but we didn't really know each other. Yeah, in the high school, I should say, this is Nicole, in case people and, are just listening. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we we had a small high school. Like, it was, it was pretty tiny. It, it's remarkable that we didn't know who each other were. I, you yeah. know, it was only a couple of grades separate. So, I, I mean, the fact that I saw the mascot on her water bottle, I was like, mm, something's up. <laughs> <laughs> So she asked me what it was, and I said, well, it's the, it's the high school I went to. And she's like, which one? And I let her know. And uh, she was like, oh, I went there too. So we ended up deciding that we would, you know, be friends at work. Uh, and then there was an evening that a professional network event was occurring, and we decided to go together. And things went really quickly from professional to I almost got kicked out of the bar. And Nicole's like, yep, that's my friend claiming me. <laughs> So she yeah. claimed me that night, and then that kind of just spurred this magical friendship that we have. <laughs> we saw Dave Attell do stand-up comedy and bomb, and then continued to drink more than probably I had drank in years with a new person <laughs> and a bunch of young professionals around us. And um, yeah, Sarah ended up kind of getting into a fight. I got pushed. 
And so my knee-jerk reaction was to throw my empty plastic cup of ice cubes at this lady, bitch, whatever. And she, you know, and then security came up and they were like, get the fuck out. I was like, wait a minute, hang on a second. That was a knee-jerk reaction. She fucking started it. She pushed me. And she looked at me and she was like, I didn't fucking touch you. I was like, uh, yeah, you did. And then for some reason they believed me over her and they kicked her out instead. So while this was all happening, Nicole was actually talking to the guy that was responsible for the professional network event. He's like, she's with us, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as it bounces off my forehead because they have now gone into the air everywhere. Um, Yeah, that that solidified our homance. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, the night at Jimmy John's, you know, afterwards, after the bar, we went to Jimmy John's and we saw ended up seeing the the host from the comedy show he hugged me and i bit him we saw two guys that we offered a threesome to at one point yeah. they were like weirded out by it nicole started using her british accent i was like what's that that's fun yeah. um we ended up not even eating our food at jimmy john's we ended up eating it at our house going what the fuck just happened we're friends now right this is like best friend things <laughs> And then I think we watched like a murder mystery situation and fell asleep. So I was like, match made in heaven. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> I want to hear this British accent. Oh, man. <laughs> it takes several drinks for it to really come out fluently. But I'm pretty sure that I, I was talking to these guys and asked them something about a threesome. And then they declined, which obviously I was never going to go through with because it's the first time I had even met Sarah like I <laughs> and there are four of us not just yeah three, I know so somebody yeah, was gonna get excluded it, <laughs> and we're by a fountain machine at a Jimmy John's at 3 a.m like and none of it was right felt the need to tell them I was like I was like you're a wanker like I was <laughs> <laughs> But a fucking wanker. She just went right into it. I was like, okay, all three go time. Let's go. That is pretty amazing story. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Yep. What is the strangest experience you've had so far in life? Like sexual, dating, whatever you want to throw in there. Okay, so I've got one right off the bat. I don't know. Nicole, do you have anything? Well, so... I'm sure there's way stranger things that have happened to me, but my brain's not like firing on all cylinders today. So I'm just defaulting to like a semi strange story, which I was um, on a first date with a guy and we were in like a posh downtown area. After we left dinner, it was February and freezing in Detroit. Um, And there's a couple outside that's arguing and so they continue to get louder and louder and pretty much every time the woman like tried to make a point she took a a item of clothing off so eventually she ended up running around naked yelling obscenities at this man and i've never like witnessed that level of crazy (laughs) in real life (laughs) like just like I mean, I've been like a crazy bitch to a boyfriend, but like in my own home, you know, <laughs> I I hadn't, I don't think I'd ever witnessed something where I was like, wow, like what did he do? She yeah. doesn't get captivated by much. It takes a lot to keep her attention in public. She's like, these fucking people, whatever. 
but yeah i mean so me and the date were like well that was weird (laughs) (laughs) did you try to kiss you at the end i can't remember uh well we migrated away as the sirens approached we decided to migrate away i didn't want to be a witness and get involved in that mess yeah unbothered ever do that yeah but yeah so like that's not like super super strange but it is a bit wild (laughs) so mine involves something completely different um i was in (laughs) college i was on some some sort of online situation because we didn't have dating apps back then but it was like uh there were a couple of websites that people would like rate your face or hot or not yeah that one so I think that at one some point I was up there and somebody contacted me through that site like I know I was up on one of those I just don't know which one um and I was like fuck it let's hang out let's meet let's let's do this whatever so he went to college with at the same college I did but I had the campus was split in two. One was like downtown and the other part of it was like out in the boondocks and I was in the boondocks. And so I ended up driving, you know, 25, 30 minutes into downtown and met this guy at his place safe, but it was, you know, a dorm. So it wasn't as if I was completely alone. Um, and so he and I, I think had talked or texted, I can't remember which one for a little bit of time. And he was like, going to make me dinner. And I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. And so he made me dinner and then things kind of got physical or whatever. And then at one point we were getting ready to actually like, I was getting ready to get naked and have sex with this guy. And he was like, twirl my nipples. And I was like, okay. So I started twirling his nipples. He's like, all right, now put your mouth on him. I was like, okay. And I went to move my one hand to use it on his dick. And he was like, don't touch that. I'm like, oh, what? Huh? (laughs) So he ended up like wanting me basically to assault his nipples while he got himself off. And I was like, I don't, where does my fun come in? Cause this is just strange for me at the moment. And he wasn't interested in pleasing me. He just wanted his nipples to be assaulted while he got off. And then it was my turn to leave. <laughs> so we, uh, I ended up leaving earlier than he anticipated. And I had never talked to him again. That was like the strangest sexual encounter I've had. Where I was just like, what? Why don't I get to play too? I was offended. <laughs> I would be too. That's, that's just awful. <laughs> yeah. So offensive. So is this when you two decided to start a podcast after experiences like this? Or uh, why did you decide to start a podcast? Well, initially, I was just going to put a lot of my experiences in a book and had screenshotted a lot of conversations that I had had on dating apps or things that had moved off of dating apps into text that um, really highlighted how much of an asshole I was, but because they deserved it, you know? (laughs) And I, I was like, you can't get the full story from the screenshot. So I'd have to write something around them about the story. Um, And it just wasn't coming together because I'm in front of a computer all day for work. I do a lot of writing for work. And so I was telling Sarah about the idea and she was like, well, let's just tell the stories on a podcast because I actually, well, I have radio experience. Um, she does not, but she's a great storyteller. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, she's a great storyteller. I'm captivating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually really helpful to have the two of us tell the stories because 
we tend to remember different parts of the evening and then we're able to put the whole puzzle together. So yeah. uh, collectively, all of the pieces end up making sense. <laughs> <laughs> we also had like a small fan club when we were in our corporate office together. Uh, we'd, like every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we'd have people asking, requesting lunch with us for story time. And then we would have like a group of people at a big table and the where we were working was, um, it was, a big, big company and they had a large atrium. So there would be like hundreds of people in the room and we would have a table full of people just dying laughing at all the things we were telling them. And we figured we could we could probably do this and get away with it. And it looks like we're right. So, yeah. <laughs> so how many followers do you have now that you started with that small group and now you're exploded to? Um, well, yeah, that is a good question. I mean, we keep track of our metrics, but um, we like have how many downloads, not how many subscribers. If you know how to tell us how many subscribers we have, please do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, we do have a private group on Facebook that's about 173 members strong. Wow. Well, yeah, not that's bad. not really like super braggable, but um, no. <laughs> but we don't pay for promotions or anything like that you know we're all organic yeah. with what we do nicole does done just a great job of networking and finding the right people to talk to yeah. so it's been i mean we're that. yeah so, we've we've had over forty thousand downloads at this point i think so um you know it's it's obviously entertaining enough that people keep coming back although um our stories were I mean, I just at the beginning for the most part, now we have a lot of guests on and there's uh, local comedians that share their stories or, um, uh, you know, the how the fuck am I alive today stories. So <laughs> I blacked uh, out and ended up somewhere and now here I am telling you the yeah. story. Yeah. We've so, got a lot I mean, of like. At this point, we're just kind of like commentary for almost other people's stories as well. So. <laughs> um kind of awesome yeah so we actually good at being peanut gallery (laughs) we're more um infiltrated into like the detroit comedy scene uh and do live shows and have um rosters of like stand-up comedians who come on before us and then we headline so we actually are super excited that things are opening back up here and we're able to get out and do live shows again because that's where like we have the best time and you know the most connection with our listeners yeah it's pretty pretty fun fairly local mostly local folks but we do have people like you know in other parts of the country i don't know about world yet we haven't really gotten that far (laughs) well our downloads have our downloads have gone across the world so we, we keep track of the countries and where we're popular outside of um detroit so a lot of um a lot of connections that we have from Detroit are now in LA and New York. So that's really cool too, to see them sharing and coming on the show and bigger markets. So yeah, I mean, over the course of three years, we've definitely made an impact in this community and we were voted the one of the best podcasts in Detroit for two years in a row. So, you know. Can't be mad. Nice. <laughs> sorry go ahead i was gonna say we also had like a a blip of time obviously with covid where we couldn't go out and experience the fact that people are crazy 
So we had to pivot a little bit. <laughs> we anticipate once we get to go back out into the public, we'll be able to provide us, our listeners, with more of these wild tales because we just have no control over it. Right. So I haven't been to Detroit in like forever. I don't remember the last, when I was in my 20s, I think it was, when I was in Detroit. And I heard um, Detroit is a very interesting city. Uh, so how do you enjoy living there? Anything exciting? Anything to tell people who are just visiting the first time you have to go here? I would say right off the bat, if people like food, um, Detroit's a really great place to find amazing food. It's a giant melting pot of all different ethnicities that come from all over the world because of the... Um, depravity that has come over Detroit, the amount of people who have actual passion to create something moved in. And it's remarkable, like all the people that you see down there, um, they believe truly that Detroit's a great city and it shows with the work they do and the services that they provide. Um, Nicole, I don't know. <laughs> I was just talking so, about food. <laughs> so, Detroit, I mean, it has a reputation of being gritty and it's it's in like the best way possible though because it's a good spot for like new technology and like Sarah said like new innovative restaurants and there's a lot of companies who are coming here to um, establish their headquarters so we now have like Google downtown LinkedIn downtown um uh rocket mortgage is part of um quicken loans which is a huge brand um so the vibe downtown now is like modern and young and kind of bustling but it hasn't lost the original like motowny kind of feel so there's a lot of um culture that's getting mixed together in these like old buildings that are being transformed into like modern office spaces that are just beautiful. Um, but there's a section of downtown right now called Campus Martius, where it's like a hub and it's a beach in the middle of the city. So there's sand and like pool bars bar. and things. And yeah, and um, it's, I mean, you just hang out there and it's free for you to go. Uh, they do, um, like drive-in movies and all kinds of cool, fun stuff now that people probably 20 years ago wouldn't have felt that it was like safe for them to do. So mm -hmm. it's really turned a corner in regards to feeling like you can just kind of like walk around and get like free entertainment and enjoy like a whole day. So there's a lot of art installations. There's a huge like, um, mural uh spot in eastern market which has like a lot of vendors and um cool shopping opportunities and like detroit made stuff um so you know just off the side of my head there's like a couple of locations where you could spend the whole day yeah it's like a, it's it's a crazy crazy mix of new and old modern and i don't want to shift from the 70s um, it's a lot to take in, but it's so worth it. It's so fun. We love it. The last time I was there, I remember there being a lot of abandoned buildings. Is that changing? Yeah, slowly, okay. surely. People are coming in and buying them and letting them sit so they can resell them. There are other people, um, I've said it a couple of times now in the last couple of weeks, where 
buildings like churches and banks that are sitting empty and abandoned, people are purchasing them. And because they've been rezoned as residential, they're turning them into homes and they're just living in them. So that's kind of cool. It's, it's really a kind of like a, a playground mostly. Yeah. There's a very different feeling between the actual downtown Detroit and the like immediate outskirts. So your travel from like the airport to Detroit, you're going to see some areas that don't look so great and you're going to see some of those buildings. But once you actually like get into the city, um, it's a whole different vibe. So yeah, there's like a, a section called Midtown where uh, Wayne State University is. And I mean, there's more white people there right now than probably ever. Um, it's been gentrified for sure. And so everything mm. over there is obviously new and pristine. Um, so, you know, it just kind of depends on what vibe you're looking for when you come to Detroit. Mm. I admit my, la my last experience with Detroit was actually a funny one because I, uh, I, we were only in town for the weekend and I reached out to the local TNG, which is a, a BDSM group. Uh, it's designed for the younger people. I reached out to the local leader and I said, Hey, I would love to come to your event. And they said, no, like, why not? Well, we don't know you. We have no idea who you are. You're going to have to come to these events and all this other stuff uh, before we get to know you. I'm like, okay, well, I'm only in town for the weekend. Can I get to know you? Well, we have no idea who you are. Okay. I'm a national presenter. I run a BDSM uh, or club here in town. I run the TNG group here in town. I would love to get to meet you. Nope, no exceptions. But the irony, the irony is that a few months later, he came to Denver and messaged me without realizing I had messaged him and said, hey, could I come to your TNG event? And I so wanted to go, no, you can't. <laughs> but I said yes. <laughs> but he was just like, I'm See, sorry. That's good for you. I'm sorry. We just have so many creepers coming in and, and whatnot. And like, I, I, you know, I understand it. I understand why I had to do it, but Hey, exception. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got to know each other. <laughs> oh like, my God. Yeah. Quite the vetting process. So no when kidding. he did ask to come into your group, did you just gently remind him of I I reminded him at the event that night. I was like, "Hi, oh. I'm the one you talked to." And by the way, I talked to you like a month ago. <laughs> like, oh God, like I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, well, I guess we're a little more open here than you guys were, and that's fine. You know, it's different rules, different places. I understand it, but different there's, comfort levels. Yeah, there's wild people here. There's women getting naked in arguments in the street. So <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that whole world operates here, but I can imagine that they've had some experiences that have probably caused them to put this vetting in process. <laughs> well, it ended you know, up. Go oh, ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Uh, it ended up working out because we just ended up uh, interviewing a local BDSM leader. I just put a quick post out on the local group, and some local leader said, "Yeah, come over to my house. We'll record." Great. <laughs> so it ended up working out really well. But it was—I I was hoping to go meet some TNGers and and whatnot. So. Yeah, um, I was going to say one of our guests, Andrew the Wild, is familiar with the scene here in the Detroit area. Mm, okay, it's I... pretty fun guy. He's a pretty fun guy. We had him on a couple times. He's he's got wild stories too, like wild, wild stories. So we have, <laughs> I have a little, little this much exposure to it, you know, based on what he was telling me. That was 
bugging him at what time it was bugging him. But <laughs> well, that flows um, nicely in the, into the next question. I mean, what experience do you have with with the BDSM stuff in general? Nothing with the community, unfortunately. Um, but just dipping my toes in bondage and things like that. Nothing too uncomfortable at the moment, but always willing to explore more. It depends on the partner I have at the time. Yeah, I, I've i never been in like a sub-dom situation. I think it would be really hard for me to be a submissive, to be honest. Um, but... It would never work. It would never work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's it's just put not... that right off the table. Yeah, yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I've done like handcuffs and blindfolds, and that's probably Are you handcuffing it. them? Because that's all I can see. I can't see you using handcuffs or blindfolds. No, I you? have been handcuffed and I have been blindfolded. Yes, I know. But that's Were you dickmatized? Much... What? Were you dickmatized? No, I was with a boyfriend. It wasn't I'm like. by that. It wasn't a casual hookup. What? Well, I mean, like, I'm open. Like, I I like to try different things. But in regards to, like, my level of letting go of control, I think that's about as far as I was, like, able to take it in that situation. Um, but, yeah, to Sarah's point, like, maybe depending on the partner, I could expand further. But it would probably be more in a, in a dumb way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't yeah. like like I don't like dressing up. Like I like lingerie and I've worn like a different color wig, you know, but like cosplay and all that stuff. Like I'm not I don't even like Halloween. <laughs> I love that shit. Sign me up. What do you want me to dress up in today, babe? <laughs> Take it off. I love that too. That's good yeah. stuff. Uh so yeah. You got a couple of experts here, is what we're trying to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's the memor memorable? <laughs> so what's the most memorable uh something? <laughs> what's the <laughs> most sorry? What's the most memorable pos uh podcast experience you've had? Oh, um so we we mentioned that we do live shows. Our first live show was, it was such a unique and interesting experience because there were so many like friends that a lot of them were even like acquaintances who showed up. And so to have that level of support and everybody laughing and interacting, it's like there is this like little bit of a high that they tell you about when you're on stage that if you aren't used to performing it um it's a it's an odd feeling because it's like you can control the room um again there's the dom side um and <laughs> <laughs> and then um we also had been in contact with another podcast when we first started and had kept in touch. Um, we still like exchange text messages and stuff here and there, but we were supporting each other quite a bit and we had an opportunity to actually meet up in Chicago. And so they were there cause they do true crime. They were there for the true crime podcast festival. Um, we just went cause we like to have a good time. Um, <laughs> we 
didn't even go to the festival. We just wanted to fuck around in Chicago for a little bit. Yeah, we we rented a hotel room that had a pool on the roof and or not like of our room, but of the hotel. And um yeah, just tried to hang out and party and we actually recorded an episode with them in the hotel room and we were yeah. lugging our equipment in backpacks across the city <laughs> at night <laughs> oh yeah we got there I was actually wearing this dress that's hilarious because we got there and I was like oh my god I'm so sweaty and there was like an outline <laughs> of the backpack in this dress <laughs> so my favorite part was when we went to um what was it Fort something in Indiana Fort Wayne Indiana Fort Wayne. yeah yeah and we did our show. We did a live, another live show. We were at part of a comedy festival and it was our last night there. And we decided to go to the bar with some folks that we had met from the festival and became friends with. And as we go to the bar, um, the per like the group performing at the bar, I was like fangirling over because I've listened to them for a while, but they're completely underground. Like, you know, they're not really mainstream. And um, when they were done performing, I went and introduced myself to them. And I was like, if you guys want to have a drink, come on over. We're going to be over here. And they actually came over and started drinking with us. And Nicole was nuded. And her and the, <laughs> her and the lead singer were BFFs at the end of the night, like just having a blast and hanging out the side of the car and singing. And it was just super funny. I think at one point, either Nicole or the guy was laying in the middle of the street. Was that that night? Yeah, yes. That was that yes yes the well he i don't know if you call him a lead singer or a rapper but he was in love with me and he yeah. um didn't want the night to end and so he was just laying in the middle of the road trying to stop us from leaving stop, yeah. <laughs> uh and then they dropped us off at the hotel <laughs> and we ended up going upstairs and like what the fuck just happened well it's another night for the hose and then passed out woke up left <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I forgot about that. I know. <laughs> it is a little spotty that night. <laughs> yeah, well, I was the mom that night. <laughs> Alcohol will do that. <laughs> but my favorite part was like, we were both kind of like, nah, we're kind of tired. We got to travel. Tomorrow's a long drive. We're not really interested. We have to take another one of these people that we've met back with us. We you know, committed to that. And so we're not trying to be crazy. And the next thing you know, poof. We're at the bar, drinks are flowing. Shit out. That's what happens when I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> it's right. just I don't keep track. I don't know what happened. I mean, it just they just keep flowing. She's not in control, so she's <laughs> literally not in control, like at all. <laughs> it's all or nothing with this one. <laughs> that must lead to some really crazy moments yeah man yeah there was one time is this story time do you want another story yeah, sure we'll yeah. take stories oh well okay so there was this one time that we were we were at the bar and it was um sarah and i plus her friend who i think it was the first time i would i met ginger mm -hmm. um I'm pretty sure that yeah, it was our first time. It was the first I time met, I met Kelly T. I wasn't sure if you want to use her name or not. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and so Kelly T is like another level 
she's next level crazy <laughs> when, she's, when she's sober when she's like she's a she's a personal trainer first and yes. foremost and she also loves alcohol so you know those two combination usually leads to wild she is like she likes to arm wrestle you when she's drunk like that like she's running around the bar trying to like take over everything with just flailing her hands and so she was out yeah she was out on the she's a redhead yeah she was out on the dance floor and i was at the bar and this guy um again toot toot my own horn he was in love with me and um (laughs) again the drinks the drinks were flowing this is this is the connection to the other story this way and so when i do shots i like black out like it's instant like memory eraser this guy was buying me shots and stuff and then i just left with him and sarah was like trying to keep track of both of us (laughs) yeah and usually i'm the one that needs to be kept track of but that night was a completely different story yeah. So I realize that Cole leaves. I get my redhead friend who's going up to people, grabbing their shoulders and wildly flailing her hair into their faces. Just like something's wrong with her. And I grab her. I'm like, all right, we got to go find Nicole. We got to leave. She's like, well, okay. So we go, we leave. I'm calling Nicole on the phone and Kelly T decides she needs to take a piss. And so she leans back on this window and down like main, main street, downtown where we live. Yeah, and it was against American Apparel. <laughs> well, she started going in front of the restaurant, so I had to move her into the American Apparel because it was closed and there's nobody in there. <laughs> and she lifts her dress up and just starts pissing on the sidewalk. And some guy walks by with his friend, and they're like, "Ew, she peed on me!" And I was like, "I don't, with the talent, I don't know." And then I'm still trying to get Nicole on the phone, and finally, some dude answers. He's like, "Hey, baby, where are you at?" And I'm like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> And uh, it turns out it was her date, and uh, he ended up having a car, a Wrangler at the time, I guess, and he was like, you know, look for the Wrangler. I'm like, there's 30 fucking thousand of those down here, because that's what all these people drive, so give me more. And he was like, where are you? And so I told him, and he showed up, and as I'm walking towards the car, the door opens, the passenger front door opens, Nicole's head pops out completely sideways, and she just blows chunks all over the sidewalk i've never seen this woman puke ever we had gotten through a long couple of like maybe couple years of partying heavily she's never fucking puked barfing all over the place i'm like oh here we go so i get in the car again kelly t's a personal trainer and she weighs like a thousand pounds because she's pure muscle and she falls asleep on me we're all starving we go to mcdonald's the fucking power's out we end up getting $30 worth of Big Macs and chicken nuggets. 30 fucking dollars. <laughs> we get to the while house. we're in line though at McDonald's and everybody's stuck, no <laughs> one's moving because the power went out. I'm still puking. <laughs> and the only reason we had to stay in line is because they actually got us charged charged before we fucked it, like they lost power. So we paid for it. We were staying for all that food (laughs) the the generators came back up they gave us our food i think it was maybe a 10 15 minute situation she's like this isn't good she's in the front seat going i can't i'm not this isn't good kelly t's laying across me in the back seat i can't get up she's a fucking thousand pounds we get back to the house i wiggle my way out from under kelly t i get into the house with this one 
um, her date decided he needed to empty his car out, you know, get this last chick out of it. And he wasn't anywhere near as big or as strong as she was because he was kind of scrawny. And so he was like literally just trying to yank her out of the truck and he couldn't get her out. And I was like, bro, you're not going to be able to move her. She's like a brick shit house. You need two people. The entire time he's like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Like calling me oh, baby. Yeah. Asking me like, baby, what are you doing? Baby. I'm hey, like, baby. You okay, baby? <laughs> you all right, baby? Hey, baby. What's good, baby? You good, baby? Where's your shoes, baby? All the whole fucking time. So... Uh, we end up getting Kelly T like you know I had to, like we like probably hurt her a little bit just dragging her out of the fucking truck and uh, woke her up and she was like I gotta puke and so she got up and she stuck her face directly in the bushes barfed all over the place got up and decided she was done for the night went into the uh, house went into the bedroom and went to sleep I was like great meantime this one decides or she needs to like go she was in the bedroom I think it was or something like that. Kelly T gets up to use the bathroom, is in the bathroom for too long. This one decides she needs to puke. So she goes outside and starts barfing. Where's the date? Inside with me eating. We were eating all the McDonald's. <laughs> he um, stayed the I night. Like, and then he still tried to like pursue me for two weeks. I was like, why would you want to date me? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> So they end up going to bed, right? But before Nicole's doors closed for the evening, it opens back up so she could go into the fridge and get the leftover McDonald's so she can eat it in bed with her dad. Yeah, I took the entire leftovers, the entire bag with me into the bed. <laughs> so Kelly T and I are sharing a futon. I get into the bed. I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, God. Go to the bathroom. There's a turd floating in the toilet and Kelly T's underwear on the floor. I was like, okay, she's naked in there. There's no toilet paper. She didn't fucking wipe her ass. <laughs> so she's, and it was just like, you know, one of those rock turds. I don't think it would like made a difference either way, but I was just like, Kelly T, come on now. So I go back into bed and she like, she's in there and I'm like, oh, you have on pants or something? She's like, what? No, I'm naked. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, there's a man here. So she's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, all right, no, cool. he actually walked out and he was like, all right, baby. I'll see you later, baby. He was like, nice meeting you guys, or whatever he said, and then left. And then Kelly T was like, who was that? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. It's like she had woken up a little bit when I got back in the bed, and then a little bit later, the date gets up. He's like, all right, babies, you go. Take care now, baby. And then he's like, baby, baby, and out the door, just like, baby, baby, baby. And I was like, Kelly was like, who the fuck was that? I was like, yep. <laughs> that was our chauffeur last night. You missed about a fucking 18 pounds of McDonald's, a bunch of puking. It was a great time. And she was like, damn it. And then... <laughs> And then we all proceeded to keep partying that day because we had another fucking party to go to. And she was puking in plastic bags the whole time. Like, <laughs> whipping them around her head and shit at this fucking party we were at. It was just, you know, the party kept going, really. <laughs> so in case you're wondering why I'm 37 and still single, that's because that's what I was doing when I was 27. So mm, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I needed a few years to get it out of my system. Yeah, yeah. I just have a problem. <laughs> so, who would win in a in a debate between the two of you? Definitely Sarah. I feel like Sarah likes to argue, and I, I do. don't. I do. And even if I know that I'm right, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm a healthy debater. I love a healthy debate. I think it stems from the fact that I work with a lot of old men, and they all like to try to prove me wrong. 
So I'm always like, yeah, no, this is you are wrong. So and so it just like I just love the dating. Yeah. And I'm just like, can you stop talking? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Oh, sorry, you broke me a little. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, it's not the first time we've seen the spinning wheel of death on a man's face. <laughs> and it won't be the last. Nope. <laughs> so do you two have a moment to talk about some current events? Sure. Don't we? We always have moments for current events. And real huh. quick... And real quick for anyone listening, the secret code for today is Ritzy Rocks, all one word, capital on each first word. You know what to do with that. Sorry, that's for something else, but I hide it in the episode. What, so. is, what do they do with that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm curious. <laughs> uh, so on our on our main page, there's a one of those Gleam competitions where you know you subscribe and like and share and all that jazz. Um, but one of the secret codes gives you extra entries. So I'm doing oh, a different cool. one for every episode. Awesome. <laughs> but today is Ritzy Rocks. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of other ones, but all it. right. But just then I know which episode they listen to, too. So, all right. So our today our current event article is somewhat, uh, well, current, I suppose. There's always been this argument about the pride parades which of course i assume we all support on this call uh, and look at my hair yeah. <laughs> i mean sarah yeah. has rainbow hair so <laughs> happy pride month mm -hmm. happy pride month <laughs> well it's also my birthday hang on a second june is my birthday month i just want to say first and foremost that's the most important thing to me done pride <laughs> <laughs> not equal rights no no i love equal rights gemini season Mm -hmm. Yeah, number one. Yeah, no, number one. We number one. <laughs> but there's always this argument around this time about all the various groups that have co-opted pride, in addition to the traditional, the gays, the lesbians, and things of that nature. Um, if you go to any pride parade, at least in the last few years, there's always a leather contingent, a drag queen contingent, all these other things that are associate that people are proud of. But there's always this argument of should that be a part of pride. Uh, I, I was curious what your what your opinion was on that. If if, uh, if you had a chance to take a look at the article, did and I do have an opinion. I well, I can actually. I like to play both sides of the fence, really, truly. Um, See, she's because, a debater even with herself. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> because I'm not of either side, you know. I'm 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 a straight cis female. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I I, don't, I can't really speak to all of it as well as some other folks could, but I can understand why there is a hesitation to bring all that to the public eye so abruptly, so immediately when you're trying to gain equal equality across all, you know, groups of people. So I can understand that. But at the same time, we should be allowed to express ourselves in the sexuality that we are. And so I can understand why people want to go full bore because it's their time to be themselves and not have to hide. So I can understand like both sides of the fence, really. Okay. I don't understand what the big deal is about, <laughs> about the expression of BDSM at a pride 
like parade or celebration or whatever. I mean, if you go to San Francisco, you're going to walk down the street and you're going to see a guy wearing um, like, you know, some sort of leather contraption with like a bunny tail on it. Like it, I just don't understand why people are trying to put limitations on other people of what they can wear and what they can do. It's almost like you would go to like a biker rally and be like, mm, could you not wear leather though? <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like why it's a, why it's a problem. Like if you, uh, if you aren't comfortable with that situation, my guess is you're not going to be at the pride parade anyway. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I always wonder if it's like they're trying to convert it more into family friendly. So that eliminates a lot of things when you start <laughs> adding children. <Yeah. laughs> well, that, I think that's the other thing too, is like normalizing the fact that your orientation doesn't have to be binary, I think has to start with kid gloves sometimes. So I can understand why like you want to just kind of soft open and then let them in after the fact. And then when you're like allowing children to, ex you're exposing children to these types of things, I mean, we don't expose them to sexuality normally for any reason. We try to keep that, you know, hidden from them. So, again, I can understand where it's kind of a touchy subject when it starts to involve the children's and, you know, the people who are offended, hyper offended about everything all the time, although they don't really matter to me. And I guess I would have to somewhat agree with Sarah uh, in, in the fact that I argue with myself in this particular case. <laughs> um, I, I obviously... Obviously, I do enjoy every year I do. Well, n maybe not COVID years, but all the other years I have marched it, it, with the leather contingent at the Pride Parade in the scorching heat. But that's a whole different subject. Uh, <laughs> and I can understand that, it, like in this article, they specifically talk about where gay, lesbian, that's more of a sexuality versus BDSM is more of an activity. Yeah. Where so it's like, you know, because you can have gays and lesbians in BDSM, but it's not necessarily if you're in BDSM, you're a gay or a lesbian. It's just kind yeah. of it's it's more of a activity. And I also understand, like, you know, walking somebody with a dog as a dog down the street or, uh, you know, some well, I, I'd say half naked, but half the, the gay boys on the floats are, are half naked anyway. So mm -hmm. uh, but the yeah. act of walking someone down the street, you know, on a leash is definitely We'll, let's just say we'll start some conversations with children like, ooh, can I walk like that? Like, um, maybe not yet. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a, older. <laughs> yeah, there's that line where it's like, okay, it's playtime and I'm a pony and you're going to ride me because I'm a pony. And then there's, I want to fuck you while you're a pony. So, but we don't, where does that, where does that start though? Like, where does that, where are we allowed to do that part of it? I don't know. I think it's depending on the parents I and. I mean, isn't the line already crossed, though? Like, I don't, isn't it already kind of happening? So now you have to go back and tell people that there's new rules? What rules? Well, because if you're going to exclude BDSM from the Pride parades, then there's rules. So that would be a new oh, rule. Yeah. So now you have to, like, because I'm like, it's kind of already happening, so... Now you have to go back and tell people what's no. not. Well, and then you take those excluded groups and some of them are now are saying, well, now we want a parade. So we want to have leather <laughs> day or drag queen day or. Right. I now, feel like now, when you take stuff away from people that, yes, it comes back full force in that way. Like you're going to mm -hmm. end up now um, creating some sort of out 
I don't know, outcry. Outlier group. Yeah. I don't, well, I would say outcry because it then creates like a protest type mentality versus an inclusion mentality. And so I don't, I mean, how about you just not take your kids to the thing if you don't want to explain it to them? Yep. And and then some, <laughs> and then I suppose the basic, the basic rules would apply for anything, you know, bar legal, wherever you are and uh, in the parade. And last time I was at a St. Patrick's day parade, there was um, no BDSM, but there was plenty of extremely drunk people yelling obscenities and talking about sex and being uncouth. Gross. So Gross. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's when you start seeing people like get in fights or, you know, peeing in public and whatever. And like at pride parades, like that shit usually doesn't happen. So right. I mean, I have had a drunk person try to look and see if I was wearing my skirt traditional, or sorry, my skirt, my, my, um, kilt, kilt, kilt. there we go, my <laughs> kilt, uh, tra- traditional style to which I wished I could have run up to him and go, you know, that it wasn't actually a thing, but whatever. So they just ran over and lifted up my kilt and like, uh, well, I'm wearing underwear cause I'm standing on a float and there's kids below me. So, you know, <laughs> you know don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> So that's good on you. Smart move. Smart move. You knew you were mm-hmm. bringing it on. I'm going to victim shame. Mm. <laughs> you were asking for it by wearing that. Coat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you totally were. And they were clearly very intoxicated. So it was, yeah. uh, they were having a good pride. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like any of those um, holiday parades outside of like a Memorial Day. You're going to have like an adult version and a family version. Mm-hmm. You need to figure out which community, which city or whatever ones that you want to go to with your family. Oh God. That, that makes me think I, I, we keep debating if when we're going to do our wedding, if we're going to have two different versions, you know, the, the adult and the, and the, and the leather version, because, you know, grandma can't, can't be seeing the, the leather people, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I definitely <laughs> thought that was going like, adults and or like ch- I did children were part of that equation my oh, world never no. leather I don't know why uh-huh. <laughs> fuck it do the leather wedding who cares uh, well you know grandma might be like oh what are these people here grandma is grandma is just not expressing herself usually grandma is the one who is like this is great I was gonna say aren't kinks hereditary I'm pretty sure that there's <laughs> some some sort of truth in that there's but second, some debate it's all debate. yeah the second it's your fucking wedding not hers do what you want <laughs> you are the one that has to live with your wedding she's gonna die soon no offense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good she will only be disappointed for just a little bit of time if that's the case you got your whole life you know what I'm yeah. saying? she might be excited though yeah she could be she might get turned on I've done a few leather weddings in my day where, where we all just attended and, you know, we're all sitting there in our formal leather and, you know, that's, it's just. <laughs> uh, what does that look like? Could you give me an idea? Paint a picture for me, please. Uh, I, I, I can, uh, I can grab, I can grab it out of the closet behind me and <laughs> I can do that. I'll do that before the end of the call. So. Uh, it's usually a leather vest, leather pants, leather shirt, sometimes a shirt underneath the leather vest, sometimes nothing under the leather vest. Got it. That's yeah. kind of what I was envisioning. And leather pants, so it's like a, yeah. 
and leather boots suit they're really mm-hmm. nice leather boots like the boots are the thing on most of these outfits like i've seen some really incredible boots like it could be a plain black leather vest and leather pants but the boots they're like gemmed and they're like all sorts of bedazzled well yeah because that's like really the only thing people kind of keep on right (laughs) (laughs) you gotta have the fancy boots (laughs) so it's everything i imagined it's just like a full corporate style suit just leather is it do we like do you guys have like are you gonna up the ac in the room or y'all just sit and sweat real hard because i can't leather for very long it's (laughs) It's real difficult. I can't She's leather. She's wondering very about the swamp ass. <laughs> I am. <laughs> they have these formal leather dresses, and I put it on, and I'm like, I'm dying in like five minutes. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'm all set. <laughs> I, I'm sweating right now, and I'm not even doing anything, and I'm like yeah. fucking almost naked. Oh, is that like a is that a little two tone on the flap there? Yeah. Oh so, my goodness, look at that bad so, lad. Woo. So this is this, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh. Yeah, formal leather. Oh. <laughs> and you're consi- like, that's what you're considering wearing? Yeah, it just creates questions for some of the more conservative elements of a, of a normal wedding. Like, why are people wearing this kind of stuff? I mean, I would say, right. you know, let's not have assless chaps or, or half-naked slave boys running around, but... Uh, Until the a- reception. Yeah, well... Uh, <laughs> The special reception those, off the you side. Want, you want them to bring you your midnight snack of chicken and waffles, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, grandma's in bed. Slave boys, come on. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Just treat I'll it like you're it. dealing with children. You know what I mean? Like, uh, same thing. <laughs> sure. So, I, I, yeah, I, 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 this is always an interesting question every year that, that comes up about what comes in and comes out or what should go in and go out of pride i was like where's he going with this comes yeah in, no out, comes comes in, out, yeah, but in the end i mean there isn't an easy answer it's a, it's just how to draw the line and right I don't as know, a I bystander get... i can only have an opinion you know what i mean like i'm again i can only have an opinion that means fuck all <laughs> well awesome <laughs> All right. Well, the, do the two of you have a, a brief moment to answer three of our viewer questions? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course. Ooh, viewer questions. My favorite ooh, time. Ooh. Awesome. <laughs> Ritzy just popped right up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the viewer questions. They're always fun to answer because they're different every time. I'm like, wow, these are the three we selected this week. Awesome. <laughs> this is from Kansas uh, from Arkansas. Have, uh, I've been with my partner for years now. However, I have a secret. I really, in, I'm really into age play or adult diaper play lover, however you want to say it. However, I have never shared this with my partner because I'm embarrassed. Should I come clean with my partner? Yes. Yes. Why? First and foremost, I don't like secrets in my own relationship. So I assume that everybody would like the same amount of transparency I would. So personally, yes, I would make sure because if it's part of your sexuality and that person's supposed to please you in every facet of your life, then that's a facet they need to be aware of, in my opinion. That's it. <laughs> the pose done. At the end. That, that one's done. <laughs> done. She even it. hit the microphone just to make sure we, we knew. 
Um, <laughs> so age play, does that mean that he could possibly like to wear a diaper, like be a baby kind of thing? Well, age play ranges anywhere from like a baby all the way to like a, a little kid who likes to have snacks and color and play with crafts and yeah so, like yeah. your inner child that just needs to be taken care of yeah pretty much are, are they looking to do they want to be the child or they they want to age play with their partner like is that i guess what's the whose roles are what in that one i guess that's a good question. It doesn't specifically say. Yeah, I, I don't say. I, I would assume by them saying ADBL, which stands for adult baby diaper lover, that usually implies that they're the ones who want to be in the diaper. They want to okay. be the, the child. But that's a we'll, we'll go with that assumption, Casey, and just see what uh, – Yeah. if that's not correct, we apologize. But <laughs> I'm going to go with the assumption that the person who's writing it is the one who is – into the dressing up or pretending to be some something else um so i also think that he or she i don't it's casey so who knows they need to um also pride month who cares right right they need to um definitely express it but not have an expectation that it'll actually come to fruition because I can't imagine like living with this this passion or this want or this need and it not being fulfilled um so your partner may not be open to it in the beginning but like over time could warm up to it now personally like i don't even want any kids so if you're into that i'd hope you'd tell me right up front because there's a reason why i don't want children so i definitely don't want to have my partner pretend to be a child um <laughs> so i you know you kind of got yourself stuck by not talking about it up front but i just don't know how you can live a full life and not express what you need from a partner um at that point if your partner decides to fill that need or not that's a whole different conversation and in the in the bdsm community we often have this unique thing where we may have two what we call vanillas or normal people uh two vanillas who well let me rephrase that one vanilla and one kinky person but the vanilla person has no desire to do any of this but they're open-minded enough to say, hey, go out, get your kink on, and I hate to say this part, come home and be normal, but it's... Yeah, uh, come home and be normal. Yeah. Yeah, normal to me yeah. that, when you're, that you won't express That's my rhetoric. Because we do have a number of, of people who, like, they want to do the BDSM. They want to be whipped. They want to have a sub dom-sub relationship, but they may be in a relationship with, with kids or a committed relationship, and they don't want to ruin that, but their partner's open-minded enough to say go do this so that you are happy in our relationship. And it's not detracting anything from the relationship because that one person doesn't care about it at all. They don't want it. So they're not, it's not like they're going out and taking something away from their primary relationship. They're just going and having it done. You should probably come clean to your partner. Uh, I mean, just admit that it is that it is who, who you are, because if you're going to be sneaking around, that's not going to end well, usually. Uh, Dan Savage always says, we always hear about the cheat cheaters that failed, but we never hear about the cheaters that saved a relationship, i.e. the ones that, you know, you have a, a couple and they go out and cheat once or twice and then come back. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but 
coming clean to your partner and admitting it would probably be the best option. And if they're utterly disgusted about it, well, then you may have to reevaluate that relationship or say, can I do this with somebody else? That would be my mm -hmm. advice. Damn good advice. I've seen it break up a lot of relationships, though. Well, not a lot, just some. Sure. Like, I've seen relationships break up because of different choices and lifestyles and things like that. And then most of the time they're hidden and they're hidden so deep. And then they're like brought up later on in life, like 10, down, 10 years down the road when you're in this relationship, which actually can backlash pretty bad. Because yeah. you've been hiding that darkness this whole time. Right. Well, I'd be yeah. more upset about the secrecy or the not being not feeling like you could tell me something than yep. upset about them having a particular kink yeah that's like don't keep secrets from me <laughs> don't do that it's bad yeah <laughs> did we sufficiently answer the question i i, I hope so I hope so. So Casey, uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, obviously, if you have any feedback for us or you have would like to ask an additional question, you can you can message the same way you did before podcast at kinkinthechain.com. And that goes for anybody listening. If you have a question, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to answer your question on air. Our next question comes to us from Jennifer in Georgia. Someone I was going to play with is asking me to do blood play. This is something that I'm not comfortable with doing. I really do like this person but I don't think I could do bud play. Should I stop playing with that person if it's something that they require? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I feel like there's no gray area on this one. That, no, it's blood. It's not okay. She's just like, it's almost like if you were to look at it from a traditional dating standpoint, it's her deal breaker is what mm -hmm. it sounds like to me. Yeah. And Sarah, just a clarification question, blood that's not okay, do you mean the blood play is not okay or just the fact that they are not willing to do it? I'm just curious. The blood play to me, because blood is a biohazard, I have an autoimmune disease, so I'm really aware of all the things that blood has to offer and how bad it can be if things go wrong. So it just makes me nervous, <laughs> okay. you know? Mm. So that, yeah, so that would be a personal no for you regardless, yes. Yeah. Okay. Just because of, like, the biohazard part of it. Otherwise, I'm open. You know, if, sure. I'll watch you. <laughs> I'll watch you. It's fine. <laughs> it's just not touching it. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I feel like whenever somebody is uncomfortable, even if you move forward, how are you going to have a good time? Right. Yeah, and especially if it's not even necessarily a deal breaker for you, but a requirement for the other person. Right. You have to do this. I mean, you know, similar to the previous question we answered. I mean, I guess if, if you were open enough about it, if that's something they require and they don't specifically require it from you, that would be a negotiation question of, well, you can go off and do the thing, but uh, you know, we're going to, I want to know who you're playing with. I want to have had recent blood tests with that individual you know things like that if, if if that's something you require and you're you're open to it then you know take every precaution you possibly can but you know uh or decide if that's something if they really want to do it with you and you're not interested well sorry that's not going to work for you <laughs> yeah i feel like she has or she they whoever <laughs> like, i don't even remember who wrote in now um that they have other opportunities like there's always there's always somebody. some there's gonna be somebody else make space for something better you know 
not necessarily better, but just that meets your comfort level. Right. There's better. tons of fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, that's another one I think is pretty cut and dry there. So <laughs> good. We're, sol we're solving the problems, one relationship, world's problems, one relationship at a time. That's great. You're all welcome. Hell uh, yes. <laughs> Can anyone solve mine, please? <laughs> What's your relationship problem? Yeah, let's solve it right now. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I attract emotionally unavailable men. So let me know. I don't think we have yeah. enough time. Are you... <laughs> Are you an emotionally unavailable person? No. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> She's just real blunt. Because sometimes <laughs> I've been told, like, you need to date someone who's you. Like, either you're mm -hmm. not attracted to yourself or you are attracted to yourself. If you're having problems with your current one, try to date someone who's you, just in the opposite gender or the whatever you prefer. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I matter of finding them. <laughs> a small pond. Where would you here. find yourself? <laughs> then go there. Oh, on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if he could just appear, please. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not good at this uh, relationship <laughs> advice. I suck at it. <laughs> that, that, that was it. And yet we do this right, every week. How does that work? I don't know. <laughs> I suck at topics, you know. I truly do. <laughs> I'm not a professional, so you're fine. <laughs> My issue is I like I'm younger. And how's that an younger. issue? Less mature. There you go. Well, you dated me. Does that mean something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's fired uh next question please <laughs> well we don't date anymore but <laughs> i figured i was hoping because you're talking about your wedding <laughs> so our next question comes to us from tom in florida with things starting to open back up again life is seeming to get back to normal I'll admit that it's hard not to see people as potential vectors for getting COVID. I am vaccinated and I would only engage with others that are. However, I know how easily that the cards can be forged. And so in the back of my mind, with any new play partner, I keep thinking, what if they're lying to me? I want to trust people, but how do I get over these things? This Therapy? is definitely a... This is <laughs> This is definitely a 2021 problem for sure that, uh, well, I guess, you know, we used to, the HIV and, you know, AIDS and whatnot, uh, you know, uh, oh, I'm clean, I'm tested, and you had no idea if that was true or not. Definitely a, a thing. Um, carry around antibody tests or have people get them to see if they, you know, have had it or whatever the hell that is, I guess. Or don't play with anybody yet until you're comfortable, really, truly. Or seek therapy for the anxiety that you have. Those three. <laughs> so with this one, I mean, this is truly coming out of Florida, I feel like, because Florida was acting like nothing was happening. So I can understand that he'd be a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was a he, right? They, mm -hmm. they would. Yep. Um, I... Isn't there um, 
isn't there like a getting to know you phase? Don't you call it like munching or something like where you could meet up with somebody without doing the play to feel out the situation first? Yeah, we do have things called munches. It's a, it's a social gathering. It's like at a coffee shop or a restaurant or something of that nature. But I would assume the same problem would exist unless they insist on masks inside. You know, you've got somebody across the table from you talking to you, breathing on you that could potentially have the virus, even though they say they don't. But I, I do agree that therapy is probably a, a better option because if you can't start a relationship based on trust, even a simple little thing is, I am vaccinated. Is it really worth getting into that relationship in the first place? He was mm-hmm. even questioning if the cards were real. He was like going back into like fake ID days. So yeah. he, he definitely needs to talk it out. Uh, yeah. Got some There's deep- a lot of venting that needs to happen. Yeah. Because I mean, he's just can... like not trusting anybody. <laughs> well, COVID also caused a lot of uh, problems for some people. Like it caused trauma. It caused more uh, abuse rates to go up. Like it caused a lot of negative things to happen too along mm-hmm. with some positive stuff. So I can see where people's fears were coming in in the situation with it and not wanting to get it. Like, I don't want to get it. So I made sure I was vaccinated and everything. And still a little weary uh, meeting new people, but that's part of my job. So well, yeah. we, talk, we talked about this two episodes ago with another guest. You weren't here, Ritzy, for that one. But uh, apparently the young people are have decided, at least in a poll, said that their future dating is going to be mostly they're going to do a few zoom sessions before they actually go and meet in person. And that may also be an opportunity for you, Tom, to basically get to know someone where there's zero risk of transmission, get to trust them, get to know them before you actually meet them in person and take that potential risk. Um, in the end, I, I don't see any way around it unless unless you're going to carry antibody tests around and, <laughs> and test them. And then even then, if you don't live with them and you're not with them 24-7, does that mean every time they leave your site and come back, you're going to have to test them again? Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to say, uh, you, I trust you, but I need to get therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it really does come down to finding somebody that you can talk to about it and work on breathing exercises or trusting exercises or maybe figuring out the right types of questions to ask people that help you you know feel more comfortable around them there's definitely a lot of tools out there for people um not to discount you know the concern we can appreciate that sure well tom i really hope that that helps definitely go and talk and talk to somebody about it Uh, i think that's going to be your best option overall It, it it it's a hard thing right now and it's it's really fresh on everyone's minds and nobody wants to get it but uh yeah yeah i think that's gonna be the only way you're gonna get over this unfortunately so good luck with that i hope that works out for you good luck tom yeah (laughs) (laughs) bye nicole and and sarah i really appreciate the two of you being here it's been an absolute blast to to have you on the show and and to just chat with you and I would love to have you back on the show again someday if you'd like. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it personally. Yeah. Nicole, I don't know about you. Yeah, sign us <laughs> up. Yeah. Thank you. And as always, stay kinky, my friends.